What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit. You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another cooperative multiplayer, the Full One Game Zone official podcast. And yes, I'm so glad that we have Robert back. Because yeah. hey, it's always nice to have another person. Plus, he keeps things light. So. Not to mention, you can't say co-op without crew. Exactly, the most important part. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm the life of the party. Or, as some people consider it, that guy who shut up at the party. <laughs> and with me, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Alrighty, well, anything uh, interesting happened this week for you guys? Uh, I wrote a... Tw- you remember that paper I was ri- I did the research for? Yup, finally finished it. 22 pages and 8 Castlevania soundtracks later. Oh boy. 8 Castlevania soundtracks? Yeah, dude. I, I made a master playlist of like full OSTs for Castlevania and just threw them on. Because I came up with... It's really a theory, but I think it's pretty much a fact. The video game music is the best music to put in the background if you want to get something done. Because think about it. When it's always on and you're playing video games and you never think about it. Yeah, unless it's certain games, yeah. yeah. Yeah, unless you're like really wanting to like soak it in, but usually you're it's a very passive sort of thing. So it's not like listening to you know, what I listen to in the car. No, it's it's just like, yeah, I can throw it on the background, I can you know, every once in a while be like, Oh, what a nice song and go back to what I'm doing. Yeah, I listen to uh the let's see, Castlevania one, two, four, uh Rondo of Blood. Actually it actually wasn't Rondo of Blood, Dracula X, Symphony of the Night, Order of Ecclesia. And half of Lament of Innocence and half of Aria of Wow. Oh, uh, dude, Lament of Innocence. That is such a good soundtrack. Maybe me want to go play it. Even though I don't own a PS2. Well, I'm not going to lie. Playing theater rhythm makes me want to go back and... Well, I do it from time to time. Go back and listen to certain Final Fantasy songs and whatnot. Yeah, I was just like, man, I got like... I, think I spent a solid day, 16, 18 hours writing that paper. And, yeah, slots and lots of Castlevania, which was great. It made me want to go play it. And I played a little bit of it while waiting for my food at Chipotle. Played some Circle of the Moon. That game is Always hard. handy. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, luckily in my coat, I'm like the fourth doctor to where I just randomly have things in my coat. Usually it's a Game Boy. Daniel is in the chat, by the way. Sweet. Hope Tom's there too. I I don't know. I think since Randall uh, yeah, doesn't do the podcast anymore, he stopped listening. Yeah, I don't. Think, I don't think Tom. Which is fine. I mean, I don't expect people to tune in to things every week. I mean, shit, I only listen to a few podcasts at this point. As Steam tells me that Randall's playing Marvel Heroes 2015 right now. Hey, you should be like, yo, Randall, you want to talk about video games? Don't buy a drama. Much. Oh, yeah, I'm watching uh, New Japan Cup 2015. That was awesome. See, I, like, yeah, you told me you're halfway through. So I can't yeah. feel why I, I was, was in the middle of the Hanma Makabe match when. Dude, I love Tomoaki Hanma is probably like one of my favorite wrestlers. Have you watched his uh, never open title match with? Dude, that was uh, so good. That like we were so like we were like come on because me, me and my buddy Nick like every time he hits a headbutt we high five. Like every time he misses we burst out laughing, like always. Like him and Yano. Like him and Yano. I love Yano. Like, oh. Uh, I can me deal laugh. with Yano as long as it's not, like, overly done. You know, I can deal with it a little bit, but when he does, he, like, really does the gimmick in certain matches, it's like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, I love, I love it. I, like, I, I don't know if I told the story, but I found out uh, at the G1 Climax, uh, during the G1 Climax, like, press conferences, everybody else is like, I'm going to kick your ass. And he talks about, and all he does is be like, yeah, I, I beat, uh, <laughs> I won a match once, and I sold the DVD. I actually sold one of the DVDs. Two DVDs. <laughs> like, and you see Okada and uh, Nakamura, like, behind him, just dying laughing. Like, yeah, he's, he, he's a national treasure. And I watched that match from Noah with him and uh, uh, Narichi Marafuji, where Yano just ran a marathon that day. <laughs> so he showed up in his marathon outfit. God. That, yeah, like, you guys are trolls. Uh, but yeah, I, this, it makes me wish that we had fire, more Fire Pro Wrestling games. Like, just I know, talk- they should make another one of those. Well, they did, for the Connect. For the Connect? Pretty sure. Yeah, it was an Avatar game. What? Oh yeah, came out, came out like two years ago, maybe three. Wow. It, it, I mean, it was bad. It, it, it was really like Fire Pro Wrestling and name only. But yeah, it's because uh, I remember hearing about it and I was like, this seems like a really shitty idea. And it was. Cause, I mean, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns was a pretty solid game. Yeah, Daniel says you would wrestle as your avatar or something. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And you don't even get to wrestle as the Avatar. Everybody wants It was about on par as that Hulk Hogan game. Oh, well, that's saying much. And the oh, Avatar yeah. everybody wants to wrestle as is, of course, Al Snow. Because <laughs> he's Avatar. <laughs> hey, he didn't look too bad in that TNA match, though. Oh, did he have a match? Yeah, he's like 51, and the dude's buff as hell. Wow, I'm I'm impressed. Good, good on him. Good on him. Well, let's get to the video games. I'm sure we alienated about most of the audience by now. 
so, anything, uh, you just play anything besides uh, Circle of the Moon there, Robert? Oh, dude, I played tons of stuff. I uh, played a lot of 2K14. I finished WrestleMania mode. That was okay. Uh, I mean, it's just really a series of matches. It still felt, felt like glorified exhibition matches, but it was it was okay. Universe mode blew monkey ass. It's horrible. Yes. If you totally play, agree. if you play it like I mean, I've read there's ways you can get it to where it's actually interesting. So I might try that. But when the when Raw for thirteen not thirteen no about five weeks is has the top three mat or the bottom three matches are the exact same thing like Dolph Ziggler versus John Cena and Zack Ryder versus Mark Henry and like another match it was uh, Ten Side versus uh, Triple H that was the, every every Raw that was the match all three of those because they were rivalry matches and it was just so bad. And apparently my created character got into a feud with David Otunga. That was great. Yeah, I made a character. It's pretty cool. It's just, like I always make the same character every time. Like, like I, I, I make a character and then I immediately make my No Mercy attire in tribute. <laughs> like, yeah, I've started doing yeah, updated growth, but you're sitting there making No Mercy attires. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just the same attire, which is funny, because, yeah, like, so I mean, it's like my character, like, I always make for me pretty much looks almost the same. Now, all my other characters, like, you know, I carry them, they're different looking, interesting. Mine's just like, yeah, usually like jeans and a beard. <laughs> like, well, it, it gets a little different sometimes, but, yeah, 2K14, it's just kind of, eh, I feel like 13 is so much better. It's a real shame. In 15, starring Bill DeMott, man who made Luke Gallows get naked and stink face people with jelly donuts. If you haven't read that story, oh God. Watch, uh, watching the uh, oh, that uh, Doc Gallows match after reading that was the best thing ever. <laughs> the entire time I was like, huh, like when's he going to pull out his finishers and stink face? Of course. Everybody in the room is like, oh. <laughs> terrible. The, the, the one random more tangent. I didn't know that the guy with Okada was uh, Gato. Was that Gato? Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. No, we, we call him Guy Who Can't See. You know those two are the bookers, right? Oh, I, I know. Yeah. We call him Guy Who Can't See because that bandana's over his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, 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 we legitimately mark out. But I played a lot of 2K14. Uh, this past week, I played, I've been playing a ton of Dissidia Final Fantasy. Uh, I've played the final boss like 40 times, maybe 50. Like, I mean, it's voiced by Keith David, so that's awesome. But that match is legitimately hard because it's a three-part fight. And it's one of those three-part fights where you don't get the heal. So, yeah. Who do you like using the most on there? I always use Cloud. I use Cloud, and then I use Cecil a lot. I've started using, because uh, those are the only two story modes I went through, but I've gotten Cloud up to level 100. That was a lot of work. So the story mode actually, like, change, or is it the same with every character? There's 10 story modes. There's one story mode for each character, and then there's, a, like, a big story mode that's the same for, I think, every character. 
like the big story mode is pretty much you unlock it after you beat one of the story modes with you know one of the other characters and it's like a five part story that finishes up the story of the game nice but yeah i've done cloud cloud like i always love to use him because he's just like he's one of those characters there's no like combos or setups really it's really more like dodge and attack but he's a lot of fun to use i love using him cecil's a lot of fun uh i started using titus i don't like him all that use him all that much it didn't make any great well but i can't wait to start using all the other characters because you know they've got a the protagonists from the first 10 games the antagonists from the first 10 games pretty cool yeah, I've played a solid 30-something hours of that. Yay. Have <laughs> you played the second one? No, I plan on doing that when I beat uh, the, everything on the first one. You can play as the bosses in that one. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I've heard, uh, I've heard you can actually unlock Chaos in the first one. But I'm, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to start the second one. Cause gotta, gotta, I'm not going to lie. It made me really want to buy a PS, PSP because... I can't even run a PSP emulator like all the way on this piece of shit computer. I have to run it with a frame skip. Yikes. Oh, it's is it is uh, difficult to play with a keyboard? No, no. Actually, the way I have it set up, it's pretty easy because I have a, uh, you know, I have WASD as the, uh, you know, the control pad, and then I have everything else mapped to my uh, number pad. Uh yeah, that's how that's how I play all my all my emulators. So it's not to where all my hands aren't so cramped. I, it's it's pretty easy. Let's I'd see. have to figure out something else. I don't have my I don't have a number pad on my keyboard. Oof, that sucks. Just use your uh, uh, DualShock Four as a gamepad. Yeah, you can. I don't like messing around with my computer stuff. Like the 360 thing with just connecting it is fine, but if I have to go through with my computer and mess with command prompts, I don't like messing with that stuff. No, it's literally like a program. It's called DS4. It just emulate. You just plug it in and it emulates uh, an Xbox 360 pad. Cool. Oh really? Yeah. It's super Wait, so easy like now. I use the USB like thing and plug it into my where the USB goes and then just download the program? Uh, does your computer have Bluetooth? Yeah. Just, you can just do it wirelessly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not a bad idea, then. I really considered buying a PS4 because I keep finding these really good deals because I get the IGN deals email every day. Like, there was one on Groupon for, like, 370 for, like, the GAT for the system, a year of PSN and uh, Last of Us. And I was like, oh, I, I wish. Wow, but the year of PSN, that's really good. I know, and I just couldn't, I, I, I don't know, I couldn't really just, I didn't feel comfortable committing $400 when I have so many games to play. I don't know. Well, I mean, it would be sitting there because you got Last of Us and like, Second Son, and then unless you like a lot of indie games or whatever, there's really nothing for you to play. I could always get WWE 15 and play with my friends. And then I could yeah, get yelled I at. Guess. Then I could get yelled at by future Hall of Famer Bill Oh boy. Yeah, I got such a douchebag. Let's see. Uh, other games I played on my computer this week: uh, Mike Tyson Punch Out. I got my ass kicked quite a bit. 
because I didn't know what I was doing. Doesn't everyone? That's true, because I've been watching a bunch of speedruns and like any my downtime. That was cool. I watched somebody uh, speedrun the NES that we punch out and then the NES punch out. And a bunch of Castlevania speedruns, of course. And uh, let's see, uh, what else? Oh, and I played Techno Bowl uh, 2015. Yeah. How's yeah. that? It's fun. I can play as Panthers. That's always a great time. Did uh, you put Greg Hardy in the game? Oh, of course he's in there. <laughs> yeah, he's actually uh, like like the first the default player on there. Okay. Always go to Luke Keekly though. So really, I wish they. Uh, I need to go download like 2013 so I can play Kellen Winslow. Oh God. You know, I gotta play with him because nobody else will besides himself. It's been a while since we've done the common so. That, that's for you, Gary. <laughs> for you. <laughs> Daniel's still in the chat. He's probably like, damn it. <laughs> it's like, yep, there goes the streak. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I got a really cool Full, full Metal Alchemist shirt. Just going to throw that in there. It was like 11 bucks on T-Fury. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, they've got, they get really cool shirts. They've been having a lot of anime. <laughs> Daniel says we know what Chris Johnson was really doing in that car in Orlando. <laughs> oh, you're saying is that why somebody shot him? Because they were offended yeah, at the fact that he was full. <laughs> that he was on synthet synthetic marijuana and looking for the Boston market. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, oh man, Chris Johnson. Because at first I read it as he did the drive-by, and I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. I thought that got cleared up. Oof. Yeah, this is some, uh, the, the wild, wacky world of sports. Well, Daniel's right. We did have to get up to date with the joke. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, we could it could get a lot worse, but uh, you know, it's funny. It's still, I'm just thinking, it's WrestleMania season. We're talking about Bill Demont. Isn't that funny? Yeah, and we are gonna have a post WrestleMania episode like we did last year. So. Oh boy, I'm actually my buddy of mine's throwing a party, so I'm definitely I'm gonna see if I can make a really good cheese dip for that, considering. The thing we usually have for that is the, Vel the Velveeta cheese dip. You chop up the Velveeta, throw in the Rotel, put it in for like eight minutes. There you go. That sounds good, actually. Dude, it is so good. I fully recommend that. Usually what I do is I slice it up, throw it in there, put the Rotel on top, and put it in two-minute increments and stir in between. Mm. All right. Anything else? No. No, I don't think so. Uh I think I actually pulled out the Xbox not too long ago and tried to play it, but my uh, controller's being wonky because I need to play some more Jet Set Radio Future because I've been watching a guy Let's Play that and you know sometimes when you watch Let's Play. You don't even need a Let's Play excuse to play that. That's just that, yeah. great all around. I mean, I've only like, played it all the way through like three times at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, I could just listen to the soundtrack all day, really. Oh, agreed on that one. Like one of those best soundtracks awesome. ever. And I don't even like the genre of music that much. It says. Alright, Mark. Let's see. I, uh, 
finally got around to beating Far Cry 4 and The Walking Dead Season 2, and I beat Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Ooh, how was that? Uh, disappointing. Uh, it, it's it's oh, better than it's better than normal Dragon Ball games, but that's not saying a lot. Okay, because like a lot of my friends have it, and they're like, "Oh, it's actually pretty good and kind of hard." It's good up until you hit the Frieza saga, where the game just becomes punishing and unfair. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Are you playing Why as is like it punishing and unfair? Because you're had... playing as Krillin. No, I had to do... Well, Krillin is involved, actually. I had to do a mission where I'm playing my character. He body swaps as Ginyu. So I'm playing as Ginyu. And you have to take down, like, 20 of, like, Frieza's, like, henchmen. And they just keep spawning in. So it's pretty easy. But the mission fails if you don't run out of health or if Gohan or Krillin run out of health. And Krillin kept dying. Because he's Krillin. So after about the fourth time, I said, screw it, and loaded up a trainer for the game and just hit, had, like, infinite health and, like, one-hit kill everything. Uh, That's the last way to take care of that. Oh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, because a friend of mine's like, I can't get past Nappa. And, of course, as soon as he does that, I just start doing Nappa. Because, yeah, when you got to do Nappa when somebody talks about Nappa. It's a decent... I mean, it's... It, Overall, it's a decent game, but like the server issue really compounded the problem because I have to I have to play the game offline on my computer essentially because it'll drop kick you back to the menu if like you lose your, this connectivity on the server even if playing single player. It's really? not good. It still does that. Yep. Wow. I mean, I could understood like last week when it was like uh, launch week or whatever, but. Still now, that's crazy. I uh, fired back uh, Lost Odyssey, which I still want to beat. I'm just, I'm just trying make, to go through everything now, though. You make me want to play that game. Every time I go into GameStop, I look at Lost Odyssey, and I'm like, someday. <laughs> it's a good Final Fantasy game. It's better than everything in the past decade, because it's an actual... It's made by the guy who made, by, who made Final Fantasy. So. Yeah, Sakaguchi, like... It's an actual Final Fantasy game. It's turn-based, and it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine was bitching the other day. He's like, I was like, you know, I wish the newest Final Fantasy at least somewhat turn-based. So like, man, this is 1999. I'm like, but it works for Pokemon, and you don't bitch at all. You mean when, when Final Fantasy was still popular and relevant? Yeah. I mean, I understand, like, the, like Square trying to do something different. But, eh. I mean, I'm hoping 15's good. I really want 15 to be good. <laughs> We're going to talk about that a little bit here. But, uh, and I played Emergency 5 some more. That's still weird. And I preloaded Assassin's Creed Rogue. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Going Rogue, starring Sarah Palin. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was just so random. Sorry. <laughs> just... I just came up with that, really. Uh, <laughs> well, you have to tell us how that is on PC, then. Well, the funniest thing about the game is it's not out until Tuesday on Steam or like everywhere, but it's already out on pirate sites. Oh, I mean, boy. it is. 
it is about pirates. pirates. All right, anything else? That's actually about it for me. I'm glad to finally beat The Walking Dead 2. I still need to get around to doing that, but I gotta beat Walking Dead 1 on my Xbox One first. <laughs> Having to go through that lap- again. I don't think my laptop can handle The Walking Dead 1. Really? It, it can't handle the PSP emulator. At least the PSP emulator, I can kind of understand, because there's some games that are like, you know... A little heavy, but Walking Dead, you know, even on 360 and PS3 has frame rate issues, so... Oh, God. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me. I tried... managed to get a copy of uh, Castlevania The Dragon's Chronicles. I really want to play uh, Rondo of Blood. You, you can't play it. <laughs> what? Like, you, can, you can play uh, Dissidia with a frame skip, because it, it really doesn't bother me, but I just I couldn't get around playing uh, Rondo... Then. then again, it was probably because I kept dying. Yeah. But it's stupid shit. Like, oh, I wonder where that water goes to. Remembering it's like Castlevania. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, uh, I really didn't get to play too much. I uh, bought Torchlight 2 because it's on sale for like four bucks on Steam until. I guess the morning. Good game. I was going to buy Hotline Miami, but I watched the trailer and I was like, you know, I don't care how, some, how fun somebody tells me this is. I just can't bring myself to play a game with just a bunch of merciless killing for no reason. Oh, is it? Well, it's just basically you killing people. Very oh, it's viciously. <laughs> It's actually kind of it, it is like that, but I would so I would say it's almost a strategy game. Oh, that's the dope. only reason I kind of like, kind of, am drawn to because it, it kind of reminds me of like Zombies Ate My Neighbors, sort of. No, this is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zombies Ate My Neighbors was good. It was just you know good for its time. <laughs> so you're saying it's pretty much a murder strategy game. Yep. Well, it's strategy-like because you have to figure out how to, like, approach doors or, like, see, like, what type of guards are in the room and best, like, how you can plan, how you should plan your attack for them. Oh. Interesting. Plus, you can wear a bunch of animal heads that give you powers. Hmm. What if you could wear a human head? <laughs> I actually don't think so. That's one of the, that's, you don't get a human mask. You get, like, Pig masks and goat masks and like lizard masks and everything else. Frog mask. Yep. The hunt mask. I did get to play Helldivers. That's uh, the PS3, 4, and Vita uh, big indie game that came out this week. I want to try that. It's actually, I had a lot of fun with it except for the fact that you can die from pretty much anything. <laughs> Like, uh, these, the little, um, things that shoot out when you actually, because in order to, uh, put in the, to have, uh, things come out and help you, the, uh, the drops or whatever, you actually have to put in these, like, little little D-pad configurations. And then the little drops that happen, like the little thing that comes out to kind of show the load, it can actually fall on you and kill you. (laughs) Wow. 
And uh, there's friendly fire in the game, so you're playing with somebody and they shoot you. Um, like, if uh, the ship that comes and, and tries to save you at the end, if it falls on you, it can fall on you and kill you. Uh, the, uh, the, of course, the enemies can kill you if you're not paying attention, but it's, uh, it has a lot of different weapons. It's, it's really just, you know, it's got strategy and it's got, uh, it's like, it has couch co-op and online co-op with randoms. So, and it's, you can play single player through a lot of the, you know, early missions cause they're kind of, they're teaching you, but after a while you kind of do need to play with a person because it gets harder. It gets really hard. <laughs> Um, but it's fun. I mean, I, uh, you basically have this little mini map that tells you what your objectives are for that map. Like either you have to go get a black box or you have to go get something. And then there's other little like flasks that are there that'll get you stuff to make your equipment stronger or something like that. Um, and you have to basically decide whether you want to bring out like this little probe that'll tell you where all the enemies are. Or you can just go out and try to see if you find out the enemies and kill them then or whatever. But they can surprise you and wind up killing you. So you have to be careful. Uh, yeah, just you have to understand that unless you get the game from the beginning, you're going to die a lot until you get the how the game works. But once you get it, it's actually really fun. Just remember that if you don't like playing with people, you're going to have to eventually deal with playing with people. But uh, I think it's one of those games. I mean, it doesn't say much. It's the PS4. But I think for $20 and the amount of game that you have with it, even though it kind of does get a little bit repetitive after a little bit, because um, the maps kind of tend to be the same, uh, it, I think it's worth it. And it's probably one of the better games on, on the PS4, I think. I think if you own a PS4, you probably should check it out. Uh, all right. So I think that's... All I've really gotten to play this week had a bunch going on. I have this is probably about the fifth podcast I've done this week. <laughs> so and I've got to do one tomorrow and one on Tuesday. So before I get a little break, uh, MLS started, so I had to do two podcasts one day after the other of previews for that and and all the other stuff. So yeah, so um. Pretty much a week has passed, and I promise this will be the last time I talk about it unless something crazy happens. Rockman 4 is officially announced. Um, pretty, I, I got to do a big write-up on it. Uh, they are letting you bring over your DLC, except for they're doing it in this backhanded way where pretty much whatever's not available at launch... If they actually get to bring it into Rock Band 4 at some point, you'll get to download it for free. So you won't have to rebuy it or anything. But basically they made it to where, you know, let's say you have Boston's Peace of Mind and that doesn't come at launch. If it comes two years later, you can download it for free. <laughs> so that they don't have to do all the relicensing and all that stuff. Uh, right now, Rock Band 3 is not going to be able to export, so if you really like songs from that, you might want to go petition somebody so that they might actually go do it. All the other games are going to export, though. So, like, if you already have exports for Rock Band 2 and Lego and Rock Band 1 and all that stuff, it'll it'll go through. Um, they don't know about the old instruments because of all the stuff with, you know, going over to PS4 and 
Xbox One. They said PS4 is probably more likely because they use the dongle already. But Xbox One is going to be more difficult because it's all wireless and it's a different wireless component than on the 360. But I don't know. I'm kind of almost interested in really getting the new instruments for it. But I, I don't know yet. They're promising it's going to be one rock band for the entire console generation. So people that were worried about them coming out with a bunch of different games, that's not going to happen. They're going to patch the game uh, with any new content they come out with. They want to be able to be directly with fans and be able to say, oh, you want this? Okay, we'll have it to you in a week or whatever, which I think is a great idea. I don't know how Activision plans on doing theirs, but if they do it like they used to do it, Guitar Hero is going to flame out really quick. So they might want to wait till Rock Band comes out and see how it gets received because the way Harmonix is doing it, they're catering it to the hardcore people, and that's who they need to cater to. And if they grab casual people again, then good on them. Because if they try to make it all big, it's not going to work. Um, but yeah, I'm almost kind of excited for it now. I just want to start hearing set list stuff and, and whatever. But now that we know it's really here, you guys think that their vision is going to work when it comes out? Well. And then they took keyboard and pro guitar and all that stuff out. They pretty much said... Rocksmith is doing that. We don't need to do it. So. Oh, at least they're aware. Good on them. Yeah, keyboard was... That was something that I never used on Rock Band. I never played much Rock Band 3. Like Rock Band 2, that was like the pinnacle of like metal in a music game that wasn't Guitar Hero Metallica. Yeah. yeah I didn't like Rock Band 3 all that much. The set list was okay. But I think it, I think it might work. The thing is, is that... Rockman really got, like, the whole, like, plastic guitar genre got kind of set up on the whole casual aspect of it. So, I'm wondering how much of the hardcore, like, market is still there. Well, the hardcore market just moved to Rocksmith. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing about it. They almost moved on to a more superior and realistic product, when you think about it. I I was at a Goodwill one, and these two, like... Old guys are messing, looking at the plastic guitar, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I had one of those." He's like, "Yeah, this is a toy, though." Yeah, you're right. <laughs> when you think about it, it, it is a toy. But I, I, I guess it's worth a shot, even if they release a game a year. I mean, shit. Of course, that can happen. If it, if some a few people buy it and money, I think what just killed them was when they decided to make it like a four-game-a-year thing and just totally killed the market. They old yellowed that poor thing. It was bad. Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't help it themselves either with the scarcity of instruments and not really explaining to people what the pro stuff was. And they didn't even get the hardcore to really adapt to the pro stuff either. That's why they took it out in this game. So stuff like Band Hero. Oh, God. That was just stupid. I, I don't... I, I, and I, I, the I, fact I, that Activision even came out with instruments for that game was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was... I mean, I know I shit on Sunset with the Band Hero. I'm like, good God, this is like my little sister's version of it. I mean, Lego Rock Band came out, I think, before Lego really got popular with their games. It would have made more sense for them to come out with a Lego instrument 
thing for Rock Band than it would have been for them to come out with a stupid kid-themed instrument thing like Guitar Hero did for Band Hero. It just... I didn't get it. Yeah. Like, LEGO Rock Band would totally make sense now. Now that, like, the LEGO games or LEGO movies and LEGOs are all big shit now. Which I love LEGOs. Even though I looked at them, they, they re, they're redoing that Death Star, even though it's $400. <laughs> yep, $400, like I said, for adults. Yep. Well, <clears throat> moving away from this, uh, GDC and PAX East did happen this week. Um, you know, I, I plan on going to one of these one time. I. I don't know when it will be, but I plan on it. Maybe the one that happens in San Antonio now, the PAX South, possibly. But, uh, yeah, um, I think Microsoft was the only one that actually had a sort of keynote briefing thing. It was more about Windows 10 and Xbox having compatibility, but Phil Spencer did get to talk. He uh, said that they are going to come out with a wireless adapter for the Xbox One controllers to work with PC and they will make it to where all the other peripherals they ever come out with for Xbox One to work on PC. Um, they have one for the 360 but apparently it's like become where you can't even get it anymore unless it's on eBay. So I guess he wanted to have one updated for, for Xbox One. Uh, they are also going to make a uh, Starting, I think, in May, they're going to make retail versions of, uh, like, the retail ones you can buy at the store, Xbox Ones. Uh, there's going to be uh, some, an app you can download to make it to where you can make your Xbox One a, a dev kit, if you want. So you can make your own games on your own Xbox One. Uh, I think that's a neat idea. Anybody that, you know, just wants to... You know, learn how to make games or experiment with that. I guess you can. That's that's kind of cool. I don't know. What do you guys think? Hopefully, someone programmed a bootloader to pirate games. Ah, you would say that. Uh, Phil Spencer also uh, noted some games that are coming out. Uh, pretty quick. It's mostly indie games. But we got our first uh, Battletoads little hint. Uh, they're getting, uh, Xbox One's getting Shovel Knight, and special characters in Shovel Knight will be the Battletoads. At the end of the actual thing that they showed all the indie games, they had uh, the dropship from Battletoads show up, and then the Battletoads came out of the dropship and stood next to Shovel Knight. So it was pretty cool. Maybe we can get a Billy Lee and Jimmy Lee from Double Dragons in the sequel. I know, that'd be pretty great. Then we can have, like, Battletoads cross Shovel Knight cross Double Dragon. Look at, look at that. Right? Dude, I would, oh, I would love that. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh... Also, if like uh, you, Robert, can do this right now. If you have a 360 and you have Xbox Live Gold, well, if, if you had Xbox Live Gold, you can actually reserve any of the uh, Xbox One games for gold 
games that come out that month so that all you have to do if you get an Xbox One is you can just download them. Oh, so actually that's what we need. Good on them. That's kind of like on those uh, giving you a kind of incentive to one day switch over. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because that way you already have gains when you get it instead of, you know, oh, well, now I have to figure out how many games I want to buy or all that stuff. It's it's already there. Yeah. Even Some... there's still many games to buy. Like, seriously, like, I know we were joking about the Wii U for the longest time, but damn, it's kind of almost feeling like the Wii U with the PS4 and 360 and the Expo. Like, nobody's got really any games. Yeah, except for the Wii U, really. Yeah, or the 3DS, because they have Majora's Mask 3D that I want to buy. Exactly. Yeah, me too. And I want to get a Monster Hunter 4, but... Oh, yeah. No money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely not enough. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Xbox One has Sunset Overdrive, and if you are a big Halo fan and don't care about multiplayer, you can get Master Chief Collection, but, like, everything else is... You know, cross-platform, so it's just kind of choosing which of those games from 2014 you still want. Yeah. So, they, they, uh, some of the games, I think, some of these games have already come out on PC or gonna come out on PC, so it's not anything like, you know, big deal, but it kind of goes along with what Microsoft's doing with their whole cross-platform or just you know they they want to be as compatible with pc as they possibly can but like pillars of eternity is coming pinball effects 2 uh divinity original sin is coming this war of mine which is already out wasteland 2 which is already out uh the long dark which is already out um and there's a bunch whole other games like smite and gigantic or two mobas that are coming exclusive to xbox one i think gigantic's a timed exclusive but you know, same thing. You don't know when that's going to show up on, on the other systems. Flame in the Flood is a Kickstarter game that's also going to show up on there. Um, Cuphead, which is really cool looking because it looks like an old school, like, animated cartoon. And, and you, you're an actual cup that looks like Chip from Beauty and the Beast and you're, like, fighting things. It's, it's actually pretty cool. It's Mega Man. Yeah, like Mega Man. Super Dungeon Brothers, which looks like sort of like Gauntlet or something like that. Um, there's a whole slew of them. You can go look through them if you want. Uh, but there's like 50 games or something like that that's coming to indie games coming to Xbox One. So at least their self-publishing thing is, is working out for them. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain finally has a release date of September 1st for consoles and Steam on September 15th. And the Metal Gear Solid Online is coming that same day. Uh, they also released the Collector's Edition stuff. So you can get a half-scale replica of Snake's bionic arm, a steelbook, a behind-the-scenes dock, a map, and exclusive packaging. Um, if you buy it uh i think digitally or something or i don't know how this works you get a bunch of weapon skins a cardboard box with like a bunch of different terrains on it a snake costume a venom snake costume of emblem and more stuff so 
but do yeah. plastic surgery. <laughs> that Excited was, for Metal Gear Solid Five? No, I'm not. I, I thought about it, but no, because I don't think I'll have the right system anyway. Even if I, I ain't paying. Well, you can play for 360. I ain't paying 60 bucks for something that's not Castlevania. Pokemon, really. But seriously, that uh, that Centro Four, like Collector's Edition, like the Super Duper Seeker one, that's still the best thing ever. Get plastic surgery and a car and all these. Ride to space. Like to see Solid Snake off of that. Right. Yeah. Right. Mark. I hope it's good, but I hope it's. I really hope that when Kojima says it's his last Metal Gear game, it's like the last Metal Gear game. Like they can't keep kind of bringing this crap out anymore. <laughs> you don't want Metal Gear Acid too. No one wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want uh, Metal Gear Rising would, Revengeance too. That, that I actually wouldn't mind. Cause I, I, I like Revengeance a lot. Oh, but that was Metal Gear Rising too. That, that already came out. Hmm? It came out a decade ago. I didn't know that. PSP game, yep. Yeah, I just know about the first one. Well, two. Yeah, like, I think a Revengeance 2 would be cool. I always want to play Revengeance. Mainly. Is it actually good? Yeah. It's really, it's pretty short. It's not as, it's not as good as, like, Vanquish, I don't think, but it's still got, it's still pretty solid. And it's ridiculous. It's all hell. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ride and wear a sombrero. Well, that's one of the hats, but... Or one of the costumes, but like this riding is just like cutting Metal Gear like in half. Because every time I see him with the sombrero, I just had Brock Lesnar with the sombrero. <laughs> Larry used to have that in like all of his columns for a long time. Yes. <clears throat> Dang, oh. it was like Super Ultra Metal Gear Solid Snake Venom Vengeance coming in 2018. The labor pain. <laughs> I love to see that happen. Actually, like the the one they announced at E three. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, like you know, it's like Metal Gear is all fun and dandy and everything. Jeez, like how long is poor Solid Snake gonna be running? Well, let us make someone else a Solid Snake or something, and you know, it won't be the same guy. It'll be Sam Fisher. Yeah, that's what it'll be. That'd be awesome. Make, uh... Uh... The, uh... uh <laughs> Daniel's like, yeah, they'll bundle, uh... That crazy Metal Gear Solid version with uh, Street Fighter Four, the final edition, we promise. <laughs> Street Fighter Four, final which uh, Capcom already promised that Street Fighter Five is coming out next year. So, wonder how many editions of that we'll get. We already got like what five of DOA, so I can't imagine Street Fighter is what they're gonna do. Find that one version. <clears throat> I know they're never gonna release the uh, Xbox One edition. 
Well, that's what they say. That's that's. I can just see it in it. Super mega hyper, like Super Street Fighter Five Blitz Edition Turbo. I know some people. I I don't know what to make of this really because I really don't know what this means. But like Phil Harrison left, decided to leave Microsoft and Xbox without really saying much about it he was their vp of interactive entertainment and business and emea of head of games uh last year and i i remember him being at i think it was gamescom when they were announcing fifa he was like this white bald-headed dude um I mean, I don't really know what it means. I mean, I mean, Phil Spencer seems to be able to take care of things himself right now. So, but people were making a big deal about this, I guess, because every time Sony loses someone, people make a big deal about it. So, but who knows? Well, nobody got mad when Magic left. Well, <laughs> I think everybody was happy that Magic left. Yeah, go to the go to Zynga. Yeah. We're out of business. I have to Google it. Yeah, I don't know how many times that thing was supposed to go out of business, and then somehow it keeps surviving. It's like, I don't know. Jesus. It's like herpes or something. Well, let's see. Right. Uh, well, what, what's it say? I'm just looking at Wikipedia. It's all so, around. I mean... They're not yeah. doing great, but who cares? Yeah. They're still there. <laughs> At this point, like I think maybe they're uh, all the wind got taken out of their sails by the Saga people. Wait, what? Uh, oh, from the yeah, from King. Yeah, for Farm Hero Saga. Candy Crush Soda Saga. God. And the banner. I get one more invite for that freaking game. <laughs> uh, well, you know. Though I will admit the Pokemon Shuffle, which is pretty much that, is pretty addicting. Uh, see, I've never, I've never touched any of that. Not That's on. Uh, you can download that for free on the 3DS. Really? Yeah, it's like a match three game with Pokemon, and you actually like have to battle them with the match three. And it actually does use the uh, the weakness and strength of the elements and all that, just like in the game. And then you have to, at the end, you have to actually catch the Pokemon. So depending on how many moves you use to actually, you know, make the Pokemon faint uh, determines, like, the catchability. And then you, you can use coins to, like, get a Great Ball or something if you want or, you know, pay for it so you can make sure you catch them. Uh. Or you can just... Hope you get enough moves to catch one with the Pokeball, whatever. Hmm. Yeah, I see it. That free to uh Yeah, it's played a it's not some damn games. But no thank you. Even though you know, now we have Pokemon Shuffle, I think we should make a video game version of Super A what? a video game version of what? The Super Bowl Shuffle. It'll probably happen at some point. That would be the greatest thing ever. Like, if they put that in a Madden game, I could forgive them 
cornering the market by throwing money at it. Uh, Blizzard is doing this really cool tournament for Heroes of the Storm that if you win, it gets uh, every person that is on that team a $25,000 a year scholarship, basically, uh, towards college tuition. So if you are looking to go to college, you pretty much have your college paid for. If you're an undergrad and pretty much almost done, you can pay off your student loans. Or if you're a graduate student, you can go to graduate school. So go and roll into the Heroes of the Tur the, the Storm Tournament and try to get your college paid for, I guess. I wish they had stuff like this when I was like going to college. That would have been great. I wish they had stuff like this for things I'm good at. Right. Or cared about. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could not care less about Heroes of the Storm. Only they had one for, like, most, like, I don't know, most politically incorrect song parody. There we go. Uh, so, hold on. I'm, my phone is doing something weird. Oh, it's like doing that. It's doing the stupid thing where it keeps blinking at me for some reason. I don't, I don't know you should threaten to waterboard it. Uh, no, I, I don't want to lose. I don't want to have to pay two hundred dollars for that phone just to replace it. Oh, I said threaten. You know, it's an empty threat, obviously. Waterboarding. Tell us when the Borderlands is going to come out. What uh, a week from this Tuesday, so it finally has a release date. Awesome, because I've been waiting to play that damn episode two. Episode one was so good. Yep. That reminds me, I still need to play episode two of Game of Thrones. I need to buy Star Wars episode two. <laughs> Wait, what? The movie or the? Uh, 4K those those. Yeah. Actually, episode two is the only one I don't have on DVD. Just save your time. I mean, I bought episode one at a Goodwill for a dollar, so... I can wait. One of the few things that uh, I was able to catch from... PAX was Behemoth revealing their new game, which they're calling Game 4, which is pretty much their fourth game. Like, they're the same ones that made Battle Block Theater and Castle Crashers. Uh, they decided to make a strategy RPG this time, and it's like this, they're like, sort of like pencil-drawn characters, and there's this freaking, it's like almost like a Final Fantasy Tactics light, where there's like this grid, and he has to walk on it, and but you don't choose like the attacks that they do. It it does it for you. All you do is order where they're gonna move, and then they already have like whether they're gonna be a a melee or a ranged or or whatever. And uh, the the main character is like this guy named Horatio, and he's a blueberry farmer, and he has this kid. And like in the first, like the beginning of it, this. Like, the narrator comes down, and, like, the whole time the narrator's being like, oh, the Horatio is such, a, like, a, an idiot. Like, he is the stupidest guy I've ever seen. I don't get why people think, you know, 
he's so great or anything. And, like, then he, like, has this beastly hand come down and kill the kid. Oh, damn. <laughs> so you're, like, you're trying to save your kid and, like, this thing comes down and kills him. And then he goes through, like, he kills the enemies or whatever, which is pretty much your, you know, your standard uh, strategy game thing, except for he has this shield that can magically block a bunch of arrows somehow, constantly. But, uh, so you go to the next thing and you recruit this princess lady and she kicks all sorts of ass and <laughs> the, the narrator's like, uh, somehow this is going to become some kind of mutual uh, thing for Horatio. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's like the, the narrator's like the best part of the damn game. But uh, I, I can't wait for that game to come out just from the little bit I got to see of it. Uh, I love Behemoth's game, so I'm pretty sure they're not going to go wrong with this. Though I still need to get myself to play Battle Block Theater. That was free on, what was it, Xbox Games for Gold for a little bit. We should actually, like, I was thinking, I was talking to Mark about, we should have you do, like, Let's Plays. Like, have you do a Let's Play of Final Fantasy thirteen and have you hate on it the whole time? I, I mean, I could do it. Like, I wouldn't necessarily hate all of it, but I could, of course, just sit through and poke holes through all the, you know, through all the plot holes and plot threads and bitch about things. I mean, hey, that'd be great. I'd love to do Let's Plays. Yeah, it's like two of my favorite things, video games and running my mouth. Oh, God. Yeah, have you play Final Fantasy VIII and be like, hey, I never played Final Fantasy VIII before. Let me see how crappy it is. I, actually, I could probably do that. I'll do this, even though I don't know how to stream things at all. <laughs> I'm sure it takes, like, you know, being a wizard or something. Well, you could use the, the Steam one. Which, if you have a camera on your computer, it wouldn't be that hard. Oh, well, I do have a camera. Yeah. Even though I had to roll back the driver, because when I updated the driver, it turned the camera image upside down. That was fun. I used to talk to people with the computer sitting upside down. At least I was right side up. But I have to say, this narrator reminds me of the narrator from Stanley Parable. Oh, boy, yeah. That was one of the awesome parts of Stanley Parable, too. Yeah, I love that narrator. So amazing and British. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, that sounds like a slightly dark game, and it's the opposite of Final Fantasy XIII. But, you know, <laughs> Final Fantasy XIII, you can control their attacks, but not where they move. So, this time you can control where they move, and just not what they attack. can't wait for you know, like the next innovation where you get to do both. Oh. Which is, wasn't that Final Fantasy XII? <laughs> where you get to control everything. Yeah. Well, except for actually battling, which it auto-battles for you. But... What? Well, yeah, I think I've explained this to you before. It's basically like an MMO, pretty much. You, you tell it what system you wanted to run for your character and then it basically just goes out there and when you get in a battle it attacks by itself you don't do anything uh see i remember you telling me that you could program it i just guess i guess you just think like that you're you don't get to run it you're going to care for either 
Well poo. That sounds like a pain in the ass. I guess. Yeah, like. I mean it's actually like if you play an MMO, it's really not that big a difference. Like you're just you you input the like it's like a, it's called the gambit system. You input the what you want them to do in certain situations, and then you know he'll either attack or you know heal or whatever you know. Huh. Yeah, could be worse, I guess. It's kind of actually how they're gonna do the. So I watched a bunch of the stuff on Final Fantasy 15. Great segue. And apparently, uh, yeah, like one of the few times I can actually come up with a great segue. Uh, they uh, they said that apparently the the system is that you basically set up your weapons that you want. There's a bunch of different weapons you're going to have with Noctis. And, or it's Noct. I don't know. The stupid characters call him Noct. It's written as Noctis. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. So you can choose whether you want it to be like a real heavy attack to start and then like quick attacks and then like you can do some of your skills or whatever, but you have to have like the certain weapons set and it kind of starts out that way and then you can go back and switch it. But it's always wanting you to switch the weapons out because different enemies, obviously it doesn't work with different weapons. So, you know, depending on the enemy that you got to face. Uh, you might want to switch out how you start out or, or whatever. And apparently his weapon can, like, teleport him somewhere. Uh, like, he can... They, they had this part where he, they're battling a behemoth and he's constantly warping to other parts of the map with the weapon. I don't I don't know how that works, but it looked weird. It's, it almost seemed like they just want you to, like, have a bunch of these guys in black going on a road trip together pretty much and then it's all in real time and like if you're walking around like these enemies will just come and want to fight you like the the whatever the whether it's the big dinosaur thing or the, the whatever that the, the weird enemies that they have in final fantasy it's they're all just there and you have to decide whether you run away or you want to battle them or the only thing that kind of was weird to me is that you don't gain XP until you actually camp out at night. That's annoying. That sounds like a really weird Monster Hunter game. Yeah, it actually kind of does. I hope you don't that's, fight. This. That's what it sounded like to me too. I hope you don't fight like the same five shit-looking monsters. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming <laughs> since you're moving around so much, you actually have a real car. That you get to move around in. Hey, that'd be funny. What if ten hours in that car breaks down and you never see it again? Actually, that's the premise of the demo. Your car is broken down, so that's why you have to run around everywhere. I see. Hmm. How do you and sit then, in that car with a weapon? I don't know, because they just come out of no. You know, those weapons aren't really there. I don't think they're even like. You don't see them when they're walking around. They just sh you know show up randomly when the battle's gonna start but you don't get taken to there's no loading screen or anything you just start battling and the weapon shows up remember when Final Fantasy used to be about fantasy yeah it's like they tried to make it really realistic or whatever just that's like final sci-fi <laughs> I don't know I don't yeah. know it's kind of interesting just because of it's 
it's a different take on it or whatever. Like, that's why I'm interested in Type OHD, because it's different take on Final Fantasy 2. But yeah, I don't know. Just, just play the PSP version. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to go get the fans translated thing, and I kind of want to check out the demo and stuff. So. Yeah, but it's also $100 cheaper. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Well, it's, it's only costing me 65 so... I like the square showing the RuneScape influences. Right. Apparently, even because of, uh... It's even, like, Back to the Future 2, apparently, even inspired them. Because of how when they go to certain places, it just looks completely different. Like, the way in Back to the Future 2 made you think of 2015, I was like, uh, okay... Whatever works for you. I just like that the fact that they had a real gas station and you could walk into the gas station and get actual like danishes or whatever. It's like okay. Can you just like cut the cut the intendant in half? <laughs> I don't know if you can or not, but I guess we'll find that out. Hmm. Even even though this weird slug bug just kinda comes out of nowhere and like he literally takes one step onto the road and then the the slug bud just comes running by but there's no other cars on the road except for that one so, so instead of like like a 400 horsepower car it's going to be like 400 chocobo power <laughs> yeah and there's random chocobos just around there like this black chocobo is just out in the woods but you can't get near him because he gets scared of everything yeah it's like uh, but then they have like other chocobos, like the regular ones. But apparently, like the what you're gonna be doing in the demo, like the marshlands are really bad, so chocobos can't be on that. So you can't ride the chocobo in the demo. So I was like, okay, you're not gonna let us ride in the car, but we can't ride the chocobo either. Okay, that makes no yeah. sense. But you can get in the airship, so it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you can eventually get in the airship. Yeah. I hope you get the snowboard. That'd be cool. It would make sense, considering. I mean, yeah. There's always some kind of snow level in a Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's like a water level in Zelda. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think, uh, I think maybe this is less, they're focusing less on combat and more on travel this time. As you see, that so many complaints about 13 having corridors. Well, this will show you. Like, yeah, you wanted exploration and open world. Here you go. You can't get more open world than this. We gave you a car. No, no, you happy? I say they should just get that car from Wood Squadron. <laughs> well, continuing with the Final Fantasy, uh, Sakaguchi, we talked about a little bit earlier, says that he's most proud of Final Fantasy 1 because... He didn't, uh, there was no guarantee that the game was going to make it, and the original team only had four people on it. And by the time they were done with it, only had ten people on it. Imagine if they did that. I mean, besides indie games now, you know, Final Fantasy, there's no way they can make a Final Fantasy game with just ten people now. It would, uh, there, there's no way that would happen. But he kind of, it, it makes sense. He's like, even though I made, like, bigger hits like Final Fantasy 7 later he just kind of feels like just all the stuff he had to go through for that game and everything 
uh, Final Fantasy One was was his favorite. So, mm. what is y'all's favorite Final Fantasy? I'd love to be proud of Final Fantasy One. I think it's false. <laughs> well, I don't think he had to worry about getting lost. <laughs> well, no, he was making the game. So luckily, he knew what he was doing. I'm just like a monkey with a typewriter. I don't know what's going on. What's the favorite? I don't know. You see, I've never finished a Final Fantasy game, so... I don't know. I don't know. I love the city, but that doesn't count. It's not a main Final Fantasy. Mine is Crisis Core. <laughs> I want to play that game, but I want to finish Final Fantasy VII first. <laughs> Isn't there a prequel to Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. I, I, I don't want it to really... It really, I, I don't think it really ruins it, anything. It's if it's like, a prequel, how is it going to ruin it? <laughs> Never actually, know. once you get past that one part towards the beginning where it's doing the flashback where Cloud and Sephiroth are in the, like, behind, in that truck or whatever, I think you're pretty much done because that's where they talk about Zack. So you're, you're good. Mm-hmm. I might just, find it and play it. Yeah, like I, I would tell you to. Because actually that apparently like the Typo HD uses that same combat system mm-hmm. in Crisis Core. So. Yeah, I heard many good things about Typo. Uh, Sakaguchi also says he hates sequels and that's why all his Final Fantasies that he made did not have sequels and that's why none of his Mistwalker RPGs have sequels either. What about yeah. Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> he wasn't involved in any of the sequels. <laughs> he involved with the movie? No. He, he made the first one. Yeah, he made the first one. Not... Uh, that's the movie. That's what got him fired. <laughs> oh, did it? Y- yeah. <laughs> Wait, he, so he, he, he made vol- the first... He voluntarily left, I think, or yeah. might not have been voluntarily, but he left. <laughs> and we got eight. Yep, because, you know, they didn't have his direction. Man, by the way, y'all talk about it, it sounds like it didn't have any direction. Eight's terrible. They just didn't know what they wanted eight to be, really. It's they wanted to tell this grand story and just kind of forgot that, you know, there needed to be a game along with that story and yeah. Or characters or like an interesting or logical plot. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hate this game. It was like the game that for girls pretty much. Now that's uh, Final like Fantasy every- that's Final Fantasy ten too. Yeah, that's that. also true, but like every girl that I've heard that like they they're like, oh my god, it's such a great story about like all this, they they Squall and Renoa love each other and all this stuff, and I'm like, boy, you must have really wanted to sit through that. <laughs> well, girls have cooties when you know it. <laughs> that's why we need Final Fantasy 15. It's about being a man. You're on the highway, with your bro. Weapon come out of your ass, America. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling I'm really gonna hate it. 
I might just go find like an emulator for that. Just play it. So I can it's on start. Steam. I, well, I know that. But I can't legally buy things off Steam. Why? Why can't I legally buy things off Steam? Because it's a lot harder to get things legally off Steam, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah. That's for sure. Not that I ever condone legal things. Well, well, you could always wait till it's on sale and get it for like four bucks or something. Yeah, I did. I tried that. Or actually, I saw that it was like Black Friday. It was like four bucks. And I considered it. And I was like, meh. Well, I'm glad you brought up Steam because Valve not only brought out their final design for their Steam controller, they revealed the Steam Link, which is a device that has a low latency streaming of Steam games in 1080p at 60 hertz. It'll cost you $50 this November. Um, it does not include a Steam controller, though, which also costs $50. That controller looks terrible. Um, have you seen the controller, Robert? Do the Google. It's, uh, it has two trackballs. You don't have to use one of the trackballs on the left because it has a joystick. But the other trackball you have to use. And then the buttons are under the trackball instead of the other way around. So it's kind of very weird looking. What the hell? This looks like a shitty boombox. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that, but yeah. You should have kept that screen. That, that, that was pretty funny. It looks like two. It looks like two speakers, and then two very cramped sets of buttons. Like, what is this? Controls for hands? Oh, wow. So, it's like they took speakers, stole, like, inverted a 360 controller, and then it was like, well, shit. Let's just cramp everything in there. Like, they're trying to sneak it over a border. It's like they purposely tried to... We don't want... We want to make it as, like, possibly different as all the other... Uh, Controllers, so we're gonna purposely put the buttons in an awkward spot just because we can. Like yeah, like those. That's not comfortable at all. Like just kind of thinking about it, like is it as big as this? I think it's really big. It is an old model, but it just looks very kind of bulky. The way that the buttons are looking, it looks almost like you're gonna have to reach kind of across with your thumbs. So why do you think it looks terrible, Mark? Uh, I think the original, like with the LCD screen, was kind of interesting, but like it just looks—it looks like the old Xbox Duke controller. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was thinking that's it was, what it, I heard somebody say that actually played with it. And I mean, I like the Duke for all its flaws. I like the Duke too because I don't it, think it was should, a while before I got the smaller controller. I just don't think we should be trying to remake the Duke. Nope. There's a reason that it didn't work. Like, yeah, I don't. Uh, it was funny because like the Nvidia came out with their Shield, and they just decided to just straight up 
rob the Xbox three, you know, the Xbox three sixty controller. Uh, you know, they were fine with that, but it's like Valve just was like, we've got to make ours different. Okay, I mean, I get it. They want it to be like a PC controller for PC players that want a console, but I don't know. Uh-huh. Do you think it makes sense, Mark? Like, you know, you play a lot of PC. Uh, well, their whole pitch for the thing was, like, you can use the controller for games that don't have controller support. Like, they kept saying you could use it for, possibly for, like, Dota 2 or, uh, like, Civilization 5. But you need precision when you use a game, when you use a mouse. And, like, something like StarCraft 2, like, the controller... Like that looks like that would be impossible. Yeah, apparently that's the thing. Like if like uh, I think they were saying that with uh, Shadows of Mordor, it works fine because you don't have to have these precise movements or anything. You just have to move it over, and you can see your enemy or whatever, and then you can just use the face buttons like you normally would. But anything that required like where you really have to have certain movements with it because a trackpad can. It's like a trackball. You can basically make it with one little flick. You can make the thing just keep going, and it doesn't ever center on something or let you have certain movements with it. So, also, uh, Shadows of Mordor already has gamepad support. Why do they? Why do they care either way? <laughs> yeah, but just for I guess people playing with it just to test it out, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, have you seen the thing with the NVIDIA Shield at all? It's pretty much, you know, another Ouya. <laughs> Sorry, there's a ClickHole article. You know ClickHole is, right? Yeah. It says, I put on a fat suit to understand what it's like to be your mom. another android tv uh console it's the first android tv console but it's pretty much trying to be the ouya with a better mobile uh chip in it hmm. it's got cool. the first it's got that the first thing to have that k1 tegra k1 thing that they've been going on about hmm. um it's gonna use nvidia's uh like their own sort of Steam service that they have. Except for, like, the cool thing is that you'll be able to download straight on there and just play straight off of there instead of, you know, having to wait, I guess, the time it takes, like, with Xbox One or or uh, PS4 or whatever. Does this uh, even remotely... You know, I don't know why you would buy this unless you just don't have a console or don't have a gaming PC or just but uh I mean do you see a use for this guys mm. and also cost $200 by the way Damn. see I was thinking when you kept talking about an Android based uh, gaming machine didn't the Kindle Fire TV like didn't they have their own controller and it ran on a bunch of Android games Oh, you mean the 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 Amazon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, like the Amazon Fire TV. Like, wasn't it kind of like that? I kind of remember it like that because my mom was thinking about buying one because she accidentally bought Prime for a year. And then I told her buy the Roku because Fire, the Fire TV is especially uh, geared for Amazon Prime content, which isn't usually free. Because I try to nick with that. But, uh, I mean, I don't think we really need another Android-based gaming system on the market. You see how the Ouya went. Went the way the Virtual Boy. Or Quantum Leap. Or late 80s Factor Who. The first uh, Shield did pretty well, though. That's the thing. So, this will probably be fine. Yeah, but wasn't that the tablet, not the... It was a controller with a screen bolted on. Oh, that's neat. Oh, that thing. Okay. And the cool thing about that was you could stream off your your computer to that thing and play any game on it. Oh, wow. So it's like a 10,000 times better version of the Tiger Electronic. <laughs> yeah, imagine the Tiger Electronics could do that. They wouldn't be so low rent. So did you know they made a... Symphony of the Night Tiger Electronic game? No. Yup. Wow. That's, I guess you learn something new every day. Yep. Well, you know, knowing is half the battle. I do that at work. Usually it gets a shuffle or an eye roll. One of the two. Speaking of... Uh Knowing we finally know the uh, PS Plus games for March, I don't know why it's taking a PS4 all day to download Oddworld New and Tasty, but I think it's probably still downloading it. I did get it to download Valiant Hearts and Counter Spy already, and uh, there's uh, Sherlock Holmes, Crime and Punishment, and Papo and Yo for the PS3. And uh, for the Vita, you get all the... Hollywood, uh, welcome to Hollywood, and you can also get Counter Spy. So, there you go. Um, I've heard good things about Sherlock Holmes. Did you ever play it, Mark? Nope, I have it. I got all those goddamn games for some reason. Valiant Heart is actually pretty good. I, I would say pick it up. I hope they bring in Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Anybody ever remember that show? What about the old white verses? No, I've. Oh, it was not good. But Only I did. I don't remember it. Yeah, it was. It was from like the early two thousands. It had a ro- half robot Watson. Wow. Yeah. Why? I, oh, was, I watched an episode of it the other day. It on TV, and wow, this CGI did not hold up at all. It's all the background for CGI. Or at least half it. But yeah, I remember hearing good things about Valiant Hearts. And I totally wanted to play it. But then I was like, eh, I got too It's many the games. right way to play with a dog. Mmm. Alright, Other than, rather than what, Fable 3? Or Call of Duty Ghosts. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That was like the big selling point of that game. Whoop, guys, we got a dog! You can play with the dog! It's like. I think a total of, like, what, three missions or something you play with the dog? You know, if that dog would have been the Doge meme, it would have been okay. 
what it was. So Visceral says they would love to ha uh, make another Dead Space, but the Dead Space 3 sales weren't that great. Uh, would you guys want to see another Dead Space? I like the games myself. I know Dead Space 2 scared the crap out of me in certain parts. Or not two, I think it was one. But. I always wanted to play the games. I heard a lot of good things about them, and I had friends that really loved them, but I never got into them. I don't know. I guess it's just because I used uh, I've gotten a lot better at it, but I used to be pretty easily scared, so... I don't know. I'll have to give it a shot someday. Did you play them, Mark? I played... I, only, I never finished them, but I played the first two. I remember 3 didn't sound great, and it didn't review that well. And EA had, like insane sales expectations for it and it's like well no wonder it didn't sell <laughs> like it did okay but i think ea was like oh it's gonna sell six million copies and it's like no it's not <laughs> yeah it's like a square with the tomb raider is supposed to sell all this and then apparently it didn't make their expectations till the definitive edition i was like yeah because you're counting like three different sets of tomb raider sales but okay Oh, Square. Never change. One of these days. One of these e days. Hopefully. EA used to say the same thing about Mass Effect 3, about how it was, like, the perfect time to get into the Mass Effect like, series. And it's like, it's the third game. Yeah, no, it's how not. Is that, how is that perfect? They're like, yeah, guys, this is the best time. It's the third part of Trilogy. Like, you can sort of skip one, but you can't skip two. Everybody tells me to skip one. Everybody. That's because one is like so different. It the the just the entire mechanics of the game got improved so much in two that. Yeah, one is really clunky to go back to. Like even like even back then it was pretty weird. Now it's just like, what it, what what were they on? <laughs> yeah, but it's like a lot of people tell me to skip Uncharted one. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. Like I mean, I already own the game. So it might as well. I, uh, yeah. No point in me not. Even though I have to admit, I kind of have. I, I thought about playing a whole Assassin's Creed one. No, don't, yeah, don't play that. Yeah, that's another game that people told me, like, just go start with two. <laughs> and now that I've played one and went with two, I can totally see why. Because, I mean, one, I, I know the story's interesting, but the gameplay is kind of clunky. Okay. Yeah. Like a lot of clunky. Because I've already beaten two, and I need to play the other ones, because I own all the other ones. Revelations so, and Brotherhood and all that? Yeah, and four, because I don't have three. No, you can skip three, too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind three that much. I know it gets a lot of flack, but it at least tried to be, like, unique and different. I still kind of want to play because I love that time period, but I've heard the character is so annoying. Yeah, that's the biggest problem, like, besides just gameplay systems. It's just the character is a void of personality. Oh, boy. I don't know. Wow, I don't know what accent went into that one. But yeah, because yeah, 4, he wasn't even an assassin, and he was much more interesting than 3. Yeah, he'd seem kind of, kind of boring. I don't know. Well, I mean, 4, is played, 4 is played by John Constantine. I mean, what more do you want? Oh, okay. So you said John Constantine. 
And I was like, Keanu Reeves? Oh, I forgot there's a TV show. So did NBC. It'll probably get moved to sci-fi. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's cool. I mean, what does sci-fi have showing right now? Helix, which is... Twelve Monkeys is alright. Okay. Yeah, Helix, I was like, this... I was like, last time I watched this show, they were in, like, the arc. Why are we in a jungle? Going on. And then we have uh, Z Nation, which looks like the asylum version of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> oh, is it? Is that exactly what it is? Because like, I watched two minutes of it, and I'm like, this looks like the asylum version of The Walking Dead. Wow. Though, I think it needs Kevin Nash's Odin. <laughs> That's exactly what it needs. Kevin Nash's old Everything needs Kevin Nash's old. As long as his quads stay intact, he will long dart every vanilla midget that he sees. He's out, out of the gods. All right. Um, First out of lawn darting. <laughs> Wii U gets the crap again with Don't Starve Definitive Edition is finally coming to the Wii U. Uh, at this point, why? I, I just I, I feel bad for the. Like, I guess if you were, you don't have a PC and you were really waiting for this game and all you have is a Wii U. That's no one. <laughs> oh. Well, shit. The PS4 already got it, too, and so did the Vita. Yeah. So, well, shit. You know, I think I, this is the port of the Vita version. Huh. See, that was funny, because I was really wanting to get Don't Starve, because I liked FTL so much, and then they had that free weekend where you could play, you could play uh, Don't Starve. And then I was like, hmm, I don't think this game is one that I'll really play that much. <laughs> Which is sad, because I was actually excited to play it. I feel like it, it feels weird that it convinced me not to buy it. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was fun and interesting, but it just kind of—it's very just, hard. Yeah, it was just something about it that was almost where it wasn't—it just wasn't. Why accessible. is it hard? Because you basically need a fact to to figure out how to do anything in it. <laughs> yeah, like starting out, I was like, okay, so this is how you do this, and this is how you do this, and this, and then things started happening, and I didn't know, and then I died. It's, it's kind of the problem with all those survival games is you basically need a guide to figure out how to actually like get to anywhere you, you want to be. <laughs> yeah, because I, I looked up a guide and it was like, okay, well, you need to build this, like this machine. I was like, oh, shit, I was building like traps and huts and stuff. No, you need to build like science machines and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, at least I don't always go back to science with these things. 
That's true. I mean, at least FTL, while it was very hard, I kind of felt like it would, it would slowly kind of let you acclimate to everything. Yeah, Don't Starve, I, was, I felt very overwhelmed, I guess. And that's why I spent the rest of that time playing XCOM. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad thing. X, XCOM's awesome. It is. Now I own it on Xbox and haven't played it since. Funny thing how life works. You should do that. Yeah, I really should. You get really, it's funny, you get really attached to, like, those characters that really have no name. Right. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that one. And then when they die, it's like, that happens with Fire Emblem, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to restart, because I don't want to lose him. <laughs> Damn it. I don't want to have to do that level all over again, but whatever. Uh, I have a bone to, well, I, I'm glad that I have an Xbox One and a 360 because Comcast, at least for me, I can't get it to, it tells me that it cannot work on a PS3, and now they added the PS4 HBO Go app, and Comcast blocked that too. So, <laughs> like, Comcast's whole deal is like, there's what many other devices in which HBO Go works. So use those. So if all you have is a PS4 or PS3, F you. Just, you know, up the butt with no lube, too. Com Comcast, you guys suck. Up the butt with peanut butter lube. Mm. I, I just think that that's so dumb. I, I just don't. I mean, I get the whole bandwidth thing or whatever, but like, I know it's it's a TV thing. It's a whole like they haven't made a deal with Comcast or something for the. Sony hasn't made a deal with Comcast, but it's just. At this point, why exclude them? Just doesn't make sense. And apparently, that HBO Now uh, app is going to cost the same as if you had it with cable. It's going to cost fifteen dollars. So if you want to have HBO by itself and you don't have cable, around April supposedly you can just get that. But I don't know, shouldn't they have like made it a little bit cheaper? Like maybe ten bucks or something. They want money, and yep, people and are, and people don't know how to pirate their stuff. Wait a minute, yes they do. It's pretty easy. Yeah, like Game of Thrones was the most pirated show on the entire TV. <laughs> but apparently, uh, well, you know, that's the thing, though. People will, will pay it, so... There's a lot of people that apparently only have cable so they can have HBO, and I guess now they'll just cut their cable at them. Yeah. I mean, heck. I wonder how much, uh, how much the people are going to suffer. I, I, I don't know. If Seriously, only, if it wasn't for sports, I would cut my cable too. Just. Yeah, like if I, the only thing I ever really watch is sports, uh, Doctor Who, and Tsunami. Yeah, about it. Yeah, but even Doctor Who comes on Hulu now. There we go, Tsunami. About it. Which most of those shows I could watch somewhere else, but I just like. Yep. I can understand that though. I could support anime on American television. That's, that's not the only way I could do it. Which is sad. 
So do you guys think it's a bad thing or a good thing when you have a big game that comes out on consoles and it's also on mobile, like Mortal Kombat 10? Apparently if you buy it for both, you can unlock content in the mobile game and then unlock content in the... That is terrible, because Injustice did the same crap and it never worked correctly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. How was it supposed to work? You got a, you assigned or you made up a it was called like a WBID, and you could like unlock content in the mobile game like uh, costumes to use in like the like actual game, and yeah. it never would sync correctly like not once. Oh, it's like you play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you play. We, we, see, we, see, we see how well that worked for uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it sounds like a good idea, at least in theory, because you can get people, you know, kind of getting addicted. I don't know. Maybe they get a little more addicted to playing mobile. They go home and play them. I don't know. Like, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's been that way for one or two people. Even if it worked correctly, and it's not going to, because it's Warner Brothers or Midway or whatever the hell they call themselves now. What what about people who don't have a smartphone or whatever, or an Apple device or anything like that? Like, it's kind of just a big fuck you to them. Right. Yeah. I guess that's why you have to ask somebody on the internet, hey, can I use your code? (laughs) Well, I think people did that with uh, Injustice. Yeah, I, I did. Use somebody oh, else. Like it worked for one somebody else's code. Yeah, it worked for my friend. It didn't work for me, so I just borrowed his code. All right. Nice. Gotta love it when these things don't work. Uh, I think the last thing I have was that apparently Toy Story Four is not going to be a continuation of Toy Story Three. And it's going to be a romantic comedy, supposedly. Somebody's troubling. Remember when uh, they said a few years ago that Pixar was going to focus on, like, original ideas, not two sequels? That's pretty funny. Yeah. And then, like, every other year they're supposed to be doing a sequel? I'm just happy they can't do a WALL-E 2 sequel. Yeah, me too. They can try. Oh, don't I, they'll try, I'm sure. Well, they're doing Incredibles too, so well, that's finally, fun. that's the one damn series that needed a two. We didn't need Cars three. Yeah, that that's. Uh, we need Cars three, or like Planes two, for that matter. We need those movies like we need the Tooth Fairy two. The only one I'll get them is like Nemo two. Well, and, and Incredibles, and that's about it. Nemo two. I, I, the only reason I give them anything is because the first movie was so good. There is no reason you needed a second. That movie, uh, that movie I was. Hear Dory's story. Maybe. I mean, that the movie itself was done. I mean, this almost feels like when they're like, "Yeah, Bruce Almighty was okay. Let's do Evan Almighty." That side character you like? Give his own movie. That was so stupid. God, I want her to. I want there to be a sequel to Up that's just called Up Yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, 
No, it should be the in that ten minute sequence that totally breaks your heart. That should be the movie, and they'll call it down. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Like I, there's a certain point. Like the only one I really see that required any sort of sequel was The Incredibles two because it's a superhero movie. That's what superhero things are based around. I know, you would have thought they would have started that a lot earlier when superhero That's movies were, you know. The Incredibles, Revenge of the Underminer, which is a great <laughs> character. Just saying. Oh, well. Yeah, that's, uh, and it's very frustrating, because. Pixar, like, they have so many good ideas, and even though their movies haven't exactly been, like, super-duper be, they're still pretty good. And I'd like for them to keep making these new ideas. Somebody else is doing it. Well, the ashing stuff they already have. That's how we get Assassin's Creed 82 and Call of Duty Ghost 9. This time there's robot dogs. I hope there's no more dogs. <laughs> this time we have to. Much call, very duty. Much Let's call. end the stuff with dogs. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they're gonna start doing that with oh god, that'd be bad. They start doing what they did with Goldeneye. Like yeah, let's take all the old games and make them new again. <sighs> they let's should do not. That. Let's not. They should do that with Final Fantasy VII. All the money they could make. They won't do that because all the money that they're going to pour into it, they're going to the same people that are going to say they'll love it no matter what are going to wind up crapping on it because it's not like the original. And then you know, yeah. you know how people are nowadays. It's just well, yeah, they're like they're very fickle. Like I want this, and then they get it. Like I don't like it. It's very much like a... It's like me when I was a kid. I wanted The Mystic Knights of Tiernan Oak, which was a very good series, by the way. Very good Irish Tetrasopsis series. Uh, I wanted that version of Flavor SpaghettiO. Because, damn it, it had that thing that I liked on it. When I got it, I was like, I don't like it. I don't like SpaghettiOs. Because I don't. I still don't. That stuff tastes like shit. It's very much the same thing. Like you always want it, you clamor for it, and then when you once you get your hands on it, you're like, you know, this really wasn't what I was wanting after all. I think we should get something else. It's very annoying. And right. People need to quit the bitching. Because I mean, yeah, because you can get yourself hyped up for it so much, and then it comes out, and you're like, uh, it's still Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's going to have the same pros and cons as the original, except now in 3D. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God. Like the George Lucas and the Star Wars movies. You know, I'd like to see some more Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah. Or he'll be like, well, I, I gave him my original pitch, but they didn't take it. Well, that's good. Lucas, Probably because it might not have been good. <laughs> you lost your rights to an original pitch when Misa Jojo Bank. Yep. Alright, so here's what's coming out this week. 
Ori in the Blind Forest for Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PC. That I've been waiting for this game. Uh, when they announced it at E3, it's supposed to be one of the big Xbox One games. It's an indie game, but it's supposed to be their big, one of the big games they're touting about. It's like uh, an action adventure platform with this little thing, and it's got a really like sweet story, but it's also like heart wrenching at the same time. Uh, it's supposed to be really hard, apparently. Uh, Hotline Miami 2, wrong number. Uh, comes out for pretty much everything except for Xbox-related systems. Or Nintendo-related systems, for that matter. Uh, PS3, PS4, PC, Vita, and Mac. So, like Hotline Miami 1, I'm sure there's you're already got this pre-ordered and ready to go for Outlaw Miami 2. You getting this, Mark? I hope to get it for review if you get a copy in. I'll get it eventually anyway, but I like the a lot. Are you going to get Ori? Hmm? Are you going to get Ori in the Blind Forest coming out for PC? Uh, I haven't heard, but I probably not. Oh, Codename Scene comes out on Friday and I have no way to buy it and I'm, I wish I did. This game is going to be awesome. I love the demo so much. So yeah, like Fire Emblem or Advance Wars. It's oh, by the same people. Just buy it. I saw a uh, commercial for it. Oh boy. Mando's playing Marvel Heroes 2015. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I turned my Steam on. But uh, I saw a commercial for it when I was playing something the other day. And I was like, oh, that looks really cool. Because every time I hear, hear them before, I assumed it was a Steam game. Because, well, Project Steam. Yeah. <laughs> so when I saw it, I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. It's like 3DS. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait for that to drop in price drastically. <laughs> Which is not going to happen. It seems like a lot of those games never drop in price. The supposed final chapter of the Alchemist Dusk series, Altair Shally, Alchemist Dusk of the Sea, comes out for PS3. Uh, the second chapter of uh, Dreamfall Chapters, Book 2, Rebels, comes out. I really enjoyed the first one, so Book 2 should be good. The third episode of Resident Evil Revelations 2 comes out. Uh, Far Cry 4 and Evil Within are getting DLC. And yeah, I think that's... And there's another PS3 game, Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters, which is a visual novel done in anime style by Axis Games. So. Oh, a visual novel. Yay. Just like I can do a visual novels on my, my 3DS and, and, you know, whatever, but I don't know if I want to sit there at a console with a visual novel. <laughs> this is why the birth rate's so low in Japan. I've apparently I've like Danganronpa is really good though. Oh gosh, I'm not going to get into Danganronpa. <laughs> Sounds like a bad rap. Even though one of my friends is like, I need to let you play Persona Four, <laughs> just because you need something new in your life. Oh god, don't start down that rabbit hole. That's like hours. He spent two hundred, one hundred percent. It'll take at least probably like 50 or 60 just to complete it. That's if you go every way you're supposed to and all that. 
Yeah, I mean, shit, I'm still almost 100 hours into my game of Pokemon Pearl. Yeah, but uh, are you still grinding? Yep. Yeah, but you're grinding. You're like trying to grind every Pokemon you have to like level 20 or whatever. You don't have to do that. No, I stopped that long time ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to grind like like the main like 10, 12 of my Pokemon up to about to level 50. So we'll be ready for the Elite Four. Ah, okay. You're doing what you're supposed to do then. <laughs> yeah, when I was like, eventually I was like, why am I working so hard to get all these Pokemon up to level 20 and I can just beat the game and then get all my overpowered Pokemon and just carry those shitty Pokemon through the Elite Four and yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next week we'll have Battlefield Hardline and Final Fantasy Type O. So. God, I'm so fast. Yeah, and the GameStop told me they're doing it at midnight for it. So. Oh, cool. You're going to be the only person there. But Probably not. There's, I'm sure there's other people because that's the only way you're going to get the demo for 15. So. Yeah, I was thinking everybody's going to be there for battle. Yeah, well, I'm sure they will be. I've had that problem before. I was there for WWE and I was like the only person. I'm the bros, bro. <laughs> yeah, the bros. And a lot of them were in there the next day like, oh, the the multiplayer sucks, doesn't work, I want to take it back. They're like, this is brand new, you can't take back an open game, man. Uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> suck it, bros. Also, apparently the Shovel Knight DLC where you get to play as Plague Knight is pretty cool. You get to throw, instead of having the shovel, you throw potions and stuff, and he does double jumps and... He can do like a super jump and stuff by throwing his potion. So there you go. If you were waiting for that shovel knight DLC, it's actually worth it because it's different. So. All right. Well, that's it. Um, let's get to those plugs. Uh, Daniel, I guess, went to bed or had to go back to work. So he does games, fact or fiction. Every week in the game zone on Thursdays, Thursday morning, it's Randall and against somebody randomly. So check it out. And uh, Robert. Oh, hold on. Sorry, I was doing laundry. So I always got to do that laundry. Yeah, that laundry has been sitting in my laundry basket. So just chilling. I guess I should fold this. <laughs> so. Uh, around the broadcasting network, pretty cool place. Uh, blogtalkradio.com slash full one one MMA radio. Uh, there is the Metal Hammer of Doom, which will be out this week, uh, probably 10 o'clock. It'll be myself and the mandated reporter, the old man Mark Radlich himself. We're doing another covers podcast. <sighs> That's going to be so much fun. Dude, I found a lot of cool covers, like Marduk covering Paint It Black. <laughs> I hope you ever want to hear a black metal version of Paint It Black. There's uh, Amon Amarth covering Aerial by System of a Down. I got, like, what was it? Trouble, a doom metal band covering the monkeys. That might be interesting. Overkill covering Frankenstein by, uh, you know, the Edgar Winter Group. <laughs> yeah, there's, oh, an Austrian Death Machine covering Megadeth. So, yeah, like, I got, I got so many really cool things up. Uh, on the docket. 
probably if it's anything like last time, it's gonna be three hours of someone like me spending ten minutes trying to convince Mark that that indeed was a man singing and it was not a woman. Because it was one of those like core bands or the really whiny singers. Yeah, like Mark, you just don't understand. You don't have experience with this. Trust me. <laughs> I've grown up in it. I was born in it, molded in it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see the real metal till I was a man. But yeah, that's uh, that's coming up from the from the cheap seats, which is Jason Jason Teasley, Jesse Starcher. Uh, it should be Wednesday night, about ten o'clock, maybe Tuesday night, depending on when Teasley's got to work because he's an adult. Since I write a podcast, uh, that should be up. Hopefully, up. The Hunter and I, we got uh, some cool stuff. Uh, the new Super Sentai series, uh, Ninja, what it's called, which is a dumb name, but it's it's like a really goofy version of Shinkenger, so it's it's fun. And of course, there's a new Power Ranger series, Power Rangers Dino Charge. I love it. I adore it. It's great. You should watch it. Oh yeah, uh, find us on Facebook. Did you watch the uh, Super Serious Power Rangers YouTube I've, thing? You know, I never watched it because I just heard all so much about it that I already knew what it was about. But I'm totally going to watch it because LOL, dark and serious. The little guy at work was like, you know, they should make a Super Power Rangers movie like this. I'm like, no. I'm like, it's a spoof. He goes, it didn't act like a spoof. I'm like, dude, there's no way they made this being like, yeah, this is awesome. This is how a Power Rangers movie should be. No, they were making fun of like how stupidly serious like half these like, like, you know, children's toy read shows get turned into all dark and serious. You know, like Transformers. Like, yeah. Like, seriously. Like, there's a certain point to where it's just, like, kind of ridiculous. So I think that's really what they were saying. But it was really funny. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I, you know, I enjoyed everybody's reaction, really. But yeah, I need to watch it. Maybe we'll even, uh, Hello Cat. Maybe we'll even uh, do a podcast on that. I mean, I'm on spring break this week, so I got all the time in the world. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's uh, I think I earned it. 22 pages. What? (laughs) Oh, thank you. 22-page paper. But yeah, find us at facebook.com slash Sentai Podcast. S-E-N-T-A-I-R-I-D-E-R Podcast. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's all for me. Mark? I have Eve Ball coming up this Monday. Uh, it's about top eight uh, superheroes. I should get like video games about them. And that's actually about it for me. I hope the Flash is number one. He's up there. Number one is actually Detective Chimp. Ooh. And here I was hoping it was Bipo the Super Monkey or something. Alright, I got the game's top five. Uh, in the game zone every Saturday morning. Uh, last week's was. Uh, was it the. No, yes, it was based <laughs> off of. Oh, the top five down. Uh, top five top down perspective games. Uh, this week will be the top five strategy RPGs because of Codename Steam coming out. Uh, got the 4PC on Wednesday mornings. Um. I'm sure I'm going to involve Gary as one of the people, besides Todd and John, who are always there. I don't know who I might grab for the second. I might be Randall or something. Uh, 
Maybe I'll, I'll send one to you, Barbara, since you're actually free. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you might actually remember to do them this time. Yeah, it's worth a shot. I, uh... Uh, also, the uh, we had football to football. We had um, two MLS, uh, one Easter Conference preview and one Western Conference preview podcast. Uh, one of them, we also talked about the MLS CBA that was literally signed at the 11th hour where they almost went on strike. And then the second one, we talked about the kickoff game uh, with uh, Chicago and LA, which the Galaxy won 2-0. And then... Uh, we will be back on the following Friday with more of a regular show where me and Gary will talk football, all the trades that have been happening, and all that stuff, because free agency will actually be officially underway. And, and then uh, me and Matt will come back on to talk about the MLS week that was and all that. Um, and then, of course, this podcast will be back on this next Saturday. Uh, talking about whatever's been going on in gaming world. If you aren't listening to us through the Spreaker page or on 401 in the Game Zone and the column section is where we'll be. Uh, we are available on demand if you'd prefer to listen to it on a, you know, your mobile phone or something like that. Uh, or your you know, tablet or whatnot. We are there on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, on TuneIn Radio. You can just search Cooperative Multiplayer Live and just click on this episode and find us there. Write and review us if you'd like. That's also possible. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at CoopMulti411. And we also have an email if you want to shout hey to Coop or something at cooperativemultiplayer at gmail.com. So, uh, and, of course, the Rest of the Max podcast, which we're going to have a WTM Extra on Monday night, reviewing the first two nights of the New Japan Cup and talking about the build mot stuff and then uh tuesday night we'll have a regular episode where we're doing tna and nxt and lucha underground and raw and in new japan cup night three so we've got to have plenty of stuff to do on that show um so yeah uh well until next week everybody enjoy your games go if you have a 3ds you better go buy codename steam because that is a game you're going to want to play and uh I don't know, uh, or in the blind force, if you have an Xbox One or 360, owe it to yourself to buy that. And I don't know, if you like Hotline Miami, you really can't go wrong with number two. So, well, until next week, everybody. Later. Later. Handle gold. Doctor Who. Quantum uh, Leap. Uh, I think we actually boy. got everything this time. Yeah, we kind of put it. Chase the Chuck Wagon. Check. Damn. I'm rusty. I forgot to change the chuck wagon. Peace.